Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerds Hundle and today I want to share with you somebody who is all about the inner work guide for women. April McMurty is a dynamic lunar facilitator who supports people on their path of growth and transformation through the practice of self-study in relationships with cycles. She is the founder of The Moon, Is My Calendar, and published the book The New Moon Calendar since 2014. Hi, April. I'm so grateful to have you in the show, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Gertz. Thank you for having me. Oh, bless you. I can't wait for this conversation. It's already getting exciting beforehand. (laughs) I would love for you to share what your life was like before you became a dynamic lunar facilitator. Yeah, before there's such a contrast before mm-hmm. working with the moon and um, but the before and after. It's almost like night and day, no pun intended, but it is um, the one of the biggest things of, you know, in so in lunar facilitation and even just like the creative lunar connection. Mm-hmm. Um, in connecting with the moon, it helps us have a rhythm. And so my life before really was chaotic in like a fun way sometimes, but in also like um, more breakdowns and more just the kinds of things that chaos can bring where it's like, I don't know what's for dinner. I'm too hungry to decide. There's no food in the refrigerator. I didn't plan ahead. (laughs) So that kind of thing of like sort of like the whirlwind of life. Um, And in part of the the process of lunar facilitation and and working with people and connecting with cycles is looking at sort of the the stages of awareness and the cycles awareness that we have. And that a first stage is being blindsided. So I think the before I would describe the before is like a lot of my life was like getting blindsided by things, Um, whether that was, let me just think of examples. Like like I mentioned with just even the meal preparation. And, and so all the things that come from that then are um, not being calm of kind of having that like on edge energy, even something like the being blindsided by every year when the winter holidays came around, or even when birthdays would come around where I was like in the rush at the end to, oh my gosh, I didn't plan ahead. I didn't get presents. I didn't like, now my birthday's coming and I'm not ready and I didn't plan anything. And so it just had that kind of chaotic um, last minute kind of energy. And so working with the lunar cycle just creates such a beautiful rhythm. And it's really like the moon is a rhythm keeper. And so when we can align with and pay attention to and have an awareness of that, Instead of, you know, and even getting blindsided, like all of a sudden it's a full moon. Where did that come from? I wasn't paying attention all along. And now just how did this happen? Um, And so working with the lunar cycle then 
is more than just the new moon and more than just the full moon. It really is paying attention to every phase and stage along the way. So that's part of this, this deepening of a practice. And I will say once I, when I first started connecting with the moon, and this is more than 15 years ago, wow. um, when I became a mother. So a part of that transition into, and the initiation of um, parenthood and motherhood um, was I realized I need a rhythm. I don't, it's not just me. It's me taking care of another child, a being who needs rhythm around eating and sleeping and playing and, you know, activity and rest. So I didn't have it to anchor that. And it was just like a, a very, um, yeah, very clear that that was needed. So I started meeting on the new moon with my dear friend, Sita Davis and we both had kids around the same time and we're almost never able to finish a conversation together because the kids were like young and always needed something. So we get pulled away. So we created this very special time to connect on the new moon for many years. Um, and that just started to create a rhythm being on the moon's time, you know, not like, oh, on Friday night, we're going to meet, or <laughs> it was like, when is the actual new moon and aligning in that way? Wow. Cycle after cycle. And it started to bring more rhythm into my life. And so that's, I think one of the, um, yeah, the biggest before and after is that kind of the chaos, the last minute, the being blindsided to really having a rhythm and being able to anchor that energy, which is very grounding energy. And it's also, it allows for creativity and, you know, it's very dynamic, um, but it has a rhythm. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I remember the first time I discovered about the moon like you know obviously when you're younger you look at the moon and you're like oh that's so pretty mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're like oh there's some, some there's something magical about it but you can never really pinpoint what it is and then I think it was a few years ago I I, I kind of found this book that talked about the new moon and the full moon um, and it was called moonology and mm -hmm. that's when I was like oh my god it makes sense and like I, I spotted that like my period would start closer to a full moon and and you're right, the more I kind of dived deep into it and understood it, the more I kind of started to understand myself and my cycle better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were, we were talking earlier about cycles within cycles. Yeah. I just had mentioned that and you sounded like, wait, what? <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that, um, it, there's, so the cycle, the lunar cycle is one cycle of many cycles that have a kind of a parallel energy. And so there's different entry points into, you know, aligning this kind of rhythm and the most micro level of that, of the lunar cycle is the breath cycle. Oh. And it follows that same. So this is, and I, I have videos on this and most of my most of my classes, I will actually open with, with just this very simple practice. And it's a way for anybody who really wants to like have an embodied experience of the lunar cycle, because honestly, like I could read all the books and I tried to understand the moon through reading. Mm. And I was like, I just, something's not sticking. Why do I not get it? And it was that embodied somatic 
piece of it is like, I had to actually feel it in my body for it to make sense. Mm. And I think, you know, for people who are more kinesthetic, um, that is, it's just a modality that, um, that, that works because then it lives in the body. It's not just an idea or a fact or a, you know, something you have to memorize (laughs) or think about even. So, um, if you'd like, I could lead you through the guiding with breathing with the moon and anyone who's listening could also just have a sense of what that might feel like. Yeah, sure. Um, so I like to start with bringing the palms of the hands together and, um, in the kind of in yogic anatomy in the body, right? There's the two channels. There's a solar channel and a lunar channel and the right side is solar and the left side is lunar. And it helps that L like I get my right and left mixed up sometimes for me, it helps a lot that L is left and lunar. So hopefully that can help for some people too. Um, So when we bring the palms of the hands together, right, we're, we're also uniting the sun and the moon. Wow. Energetically is, and it's so simple. And it's like, I think when the light bulbs went off for me was that, oh, this is all lives in the body. And it's also a part of the cosmos and this external nature that's also internal. Yeah. And it's fascinating you're saying that because I remember, but it's not linked to moons, but it kind of makes sense with what you're saying. Mm. Like the masculine and feminine energy on Mm. one side is masculine energy and one side it's the feminine energy. I think Mm. the right side is the masculine and the left is the feminine. And it parallel. And I will say like, I often substitute the language of solar and lunar only because there's like all kinds of sometimes just layers of baggage around masculine and feminine. Yeah. true, true. And and to me, it goes to the source to say the lunar energy, which again, it's not like a, um, all of this is culturally specific in a way that not all people associate feminine with the moon Mm. for me when I feel into it, it's like the moon is receptive. There is a receptivity. And yes, all people have that capacity within us to develop. Um, And that's why bringing the sun and the moon together is like both the active and the receptive. And so how can I call on these energies when I need them? Only being in a lunar space can maybe get into like too much reflection and not enough action. And only being in a solar space is like too much go, go, go without that pause Mm. for reflection. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. The way I saw it was, mm -hmm. I was just going to say, the way I saw it is like the new moon is the masculine and then the the full moons and the feminine. That's kind of how I've always felt it. But that's just because of the energy that I feel around those moons. (laughs) And there really is that permission and in the way that I share and teach it really is like for people to have their own experience. Yeah. I think a lot, even with the moon, there can be a lot of um, prescriptive language about this is what you do on the new moon and this is how you should feel. And, um, and what it's a relationship and it's a dynamic relationship. And just like anything, when, when we have a relationship, it's unique to our experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, and not everybody experiences the full moon in in the same way 
True, true. <laughs> yeah. So bringing the so bringing the palms of the hands together, right? That's uniting the sun and the moon, and that's that place of the exhale, of the emptying out. So if we have our palms of our hands together, this is the alignment for a new moon. Is that the sun and the moon are in the same place at the sky, rising at the same time. So their journey begins in this union. And so they rise together. And as we're recording, we just had a new moon. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so the sun, the, the moon is like right close by the sun. And that's that time when the moon is kind of traveling in this invisible realm because the light of the sun is so bright. The moon doesn't stand out on her own. Mm. it's a whole journey, right? The moon takes us on this quest or this journey. Um, and so then with that exhale and the hands together for breathing with the moon, once we start to inhale and we can open up our hands and this experience of expansion in the body also mirrors that expansion of the moon and growing in light. And so when we're inhaling and filling up with this breath, imagining the moon filling up with light and reaching that peak of fullness and then beginning the waning of beginning the exhale. And then the hands can come back together after that separating and that opening up, exhaling and coming back together again for that reconnection, that union, the sun and the moon coming back together at the new moon. Mm. And so that's that inner cycle, that most micro experience of that cycle of inhaling, opening up, expanding, just like the moon growing, and then reaching a peak and a point where then the cycle continues, but it continues in a release. And that's the exhaling and that waning time. Wow. So it's really simple, right? It's so, (laughs) it's like, and everything, I mean, the breath is a teacher and the moon is a teacher and they follow the same rhythm and pattern and um, bring in that, that energy of understanding of, Oh, there's times to expand and open up and there's times to release and let go and find that pause and stillness. Wow. Yeah. That was so powerful. Like, and it was only for like two minutes, but wow. I just, Oh yeah. And I used to, part of the before and after is, you know, I used to be so revved up, like, so with adrenal fatigue and my, I remember like having just muscle twitches randomly and my hair was falling out. And this was after having two kids and I was just running on that full solar go mode Mm. because I didn't really have models. And most of us don't, hopefully more now, but most of us don't have those models because of, I don't know, I think we're just taught and a lot of the economic systems run on us running ourselves into the ground. Yeah. I think, I think we knew like our ancestors knew back in the day, they might not have understood it fully, but they had a connection with the moon and they understood like, even like when to harvest and like, you know, the moon's energy. Um, I think somewhere down the line, that information got like disappeared. And I think a lot of us are like coming back home now to that, to know that wisdom. Yeah. 
And that is when you say the harvest, the, another, one of those cycles within cycles is the seasonal cycle and that harvest cycle of times for planting and times for, you know, that the growing process and times for harvesting and then the times for resting and right. This wisdom is still alive. There are people who, you know, haven't had such a, a rupture in that connection to these cycles. And for those of us like myself who didn't, you know, there was, I can share a little bit, like there were seeds of it planted for me, but for the most part, like in public school, it just, the, the calendar didn't have any cycles on it. It was just this very linear experience. Mm. Um, and yet at the same time with, with the school cycle, like there is a kind of, there's these beginnings Things start out, it's back to school. It's exciting. You know, that parallels with the moon. The new moon is like, oh, a new cycle. And it's just beginning again. I'm excited for this journey and my intentions. And then there's the middles, right? Of that, like stabilizing the energy and the kind of, oh, I have to keep doing this over and over. Like, oh, <laughs> where the middles get to a little plateau or just kind of a like, it's a, more fixed energy of just being steady with something and you got in the repetition mm. and then the transitions and the endings of like, Oh my gosh, now it's over. Wait, the cycle. <laughs> and so in this way, it's, it's a way. And that's part of the lunar facilitation is like, it's a way of thinking about our lives of orienting ourselves. It's a way of thinking about our businesses. Um, it's really about thinking even another micro cycle is just our day of how do we begin? What do we need to sustain throughout the day? And then how do we transition to end? Mm. Lots of life lessons. And then that bigger cycle of our life cycle, like we have all these mini opportunities for like our breath and the day and night and the lunar cycle and the seasonal yearly harvest cycle within the bigger life cycle. Wow. I get from what I'm picking up with what you're saying, it sounds like it's the moon represents being present and being mm. present in the present moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that really is one of the really what what the benefit can be is to be present with the moon calls mm. us into presence with ourself. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And how that that is not the same every day. True. <laughs> and the moon is like this such a, just a beautiful teacher and guide of the moon is not getting stuck in particular phases mm. of saying like, I just want to be full and I don't want to stop. I'm just going to stay this way. <laughs> or maybe I feel the expectation that I should only be a certain way. So I was going to stay that way. But to learn from the moon is to learn about ourselves of how do I let myself go through all those phases as well? Yeah. It's, oh, there was something coming up then I forgot now. <laughs> mm. oh, what was it? Um, but the presence, right. Of, of staying present, of having it a reminder mm. that yeah. the moon looking to the moon can be a way to remember Um remember our own process and our journey and, and kind of to, to be with whatever phase that we're in. Yeah. I remembered it. <laughs> good, good, yeah, yeah. It was about like how the moon 
just just move the moon just like follows its journey and doesn't try to control it or try to hold it like you know the same shape every single day it moves and it evolves and that's how we kind of as humans need to be we need to evolve um be kind be forgiving to ourselves forgiving to others and we can keep evolving like the moon Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting I don't know where that came from but (laughs) yeah yeah right it is it's it's that that journey of of growth and discovery and and transformation and kind of you know never the same place twice and yet there's a returning Mm. so part of the process too is so I I created out of this experience um created a calendar and journal um and this is actually going on the eighth year of of self-publishing this tool wow which I'm like, wow, how, okay. <laughs> That's, it's had that, the beginning excitement of starting something new and then realizing like, oh, okay, I, I need to have systems in place to sustain this and keep, you know, continue this and keep <laughs> this going. Um, and that's really this place. It really is this container to, um, to track the journey, to chart the journey and to see. Mm-hmm. And now I can look back and see some of the, intentions that I had and some of the things that just in my own personal life was working on, um, both how far I've come, Mm -hmm. you know, celebrating that. And also some of those same things, they just cycle back around and I get another opportunity from a different vantage point to, um, I was going to say to work on, but it's not always like, oh, it's like work. It's almost like this, this polishing or this, um, yeah, I would say like polishing or smoothing out. And one of those things, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I can reflect on like over and over every cycle. I was, I was just this like, please help me to show up ready and right on time. Um, I felt like I was always behind and always bringing my kids to school late. And then the anxiety that like builds up about being late and All of that was just such a daily struggle. The morning was like this, just the struggle to get out of the house. And so I realized I was like, I I don't want to start my day this way. And I don't want my kids to be in this state of like um, heightened, like, you know, it's like a nervous system activation where it's like, okay, go, 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 get out, go, go, get in car. Okay. You know, and I didn't want to, oh man. And I can hardly believe my life used to be like that. There's so much more ease. And I think that's another part of working with the moon is like, how do I find those places of ease? And it doesn't mean that it's not like difficult or whatever the challenge may be, but bringing ease, bringing more ease to that and bringing more flow to that. Um, Again, it's so night and day. It is so night and day. And so just getting to enjoy that ease, but also to see sometimes that challenge comes back around and often it's because of needing a new kind of structure. Mm. And so that's kind of that, that beauty too of how the moon can just flow and also needs a container and a structure um, to support that flow. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I'm just gonna say as you were saying that it, it was making me think like 
again it's all about being present and it, it reminds me of our ancestors you know our ancestors would presently wake up and you know do things where we've become a society of like get up go coffee run run out the door with your breakfast in your mouth (laughs) like overstimulate yourself at work then come home and stress yourself even more like (laughs) Mm -hmm. whereas our ancestors had that cycle right oh it's time to go home now because it's getting dark right it's time to eat you know they had that flow they weren't consistently checking their watches or they didn't even have phones in those days like they weren't looking at that they were just being present and evolving and growing Mm -hmm. with yeah I guess with the moon and in tune right because seasonally it shifts and changes so even with like in the northern hemisphere the days are getting shorter and it's noticeable Mm. you know this is the waning time of the year and when we're paying attention to that we can notice the subtleties and the shifts which calls us into presence. I mean, it asks for our presence to be present with this shifting, especially of the seasons. And I think too, for, for humans, we've given, we've been given this false sense of um, everything being in season all the time. Mm. And it really has such a huge impact. And to you know, even to think like, oh, I could have strawberries anytime that I want any like middle of when, you know, whenever they're always available. And really yeah. one of the other lessons of the moon is like, no, there is actually a time when the moon is not available mm. and not visible. And it happens during the waning time and the three days around the new moon is like, even if you wanted to see the moon, like even if you wanted a strawberry or whatever the thing is that is on demand. I mean, we do, we've created an expectation that everything is on demand and it's so damaging on so many levels, this instantaneousness and yeah, to actually honor the moon for saying, all right, I will see you on the other side of the cycle, but I'm like, peace out. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in hiding. You can't even find me. Um, you won't be able to find me even if you wanted to. And so in, you know, in a lot of what I share and teach is like, well, how can we bring some of these lessons from the moon into our own daily life, into our personal life, and then apply that. I mean, if we apply that to even just business on the whole, yeah. um, it would just have such a, a shift and it's this honoring of, of a natural cycle um, that renews itself. And that's part of it. Maybe that's kind of what you were saying when you were talking about that evolving is like, there is this, yeah. in order to renew ourselves, we do need to take that time to step back. Mm. Um, and that's in that waning time yeah. and around that new moon time. And it's kind of like what you were just saying earlier as well. I was, I was picturing as you was you were talking about it, like, it's like crops as well. Like back in the day, like we didn't have crops 24 seven, like there was any, you know, wheat would be harvested at a certain time, certain crops would be harvested at a certain time. And it went with the moon and the sun cycle. But now, Mm -hmm. like you said, we have this demand for it all the time. So we're not getting the same nutrients as well because Mm -hmm. it's not with the cycle. I know. I know. And it's really, I mean, it's thrown us all out of balance and it's part of contributing to throwing just like the earth cycles out of balance. It's like, Ooh, 
whose idea was this? Like, where are we going with this? I don't know. I, 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 I see, and I definitely see trends of like, it's not even a reversing that it's just a realigning. It's a remembering and it's a realigning of what, what does it mean to actually be in season? And how can I be in season with myself And so this gets into one of the other parallel cycles of the menstrual cycle. And that cycle has its own um, very parallel to the lunar cycle and the seasonal cycle. And actually, I don't know if you're familiar with the book Wild Power um, by uh, Alexandra Pope and Sharni Hugo Wurlitzer. Um, they have, I think you can find them online at the red school and they do menstrual cycle, you know, education and awareness and menopause. They just had a new book coming out too. Um, but what I love in the way, and I had sort of already come to this conclusion myself, um, but it really helped to, to read the way that they write in wild power about, um, the inner seasons oh, of yeah. drawing that par- that parallel seasonally of, okay, winter time and into spring, that's like new moon is more of that winter energy into spring is that waxing and opening up. And so the, the time of bleeding in the cycle is more like that winter energy, that kind of hibernation and in the cave and needing to withdraw a little bit. And I wasn't taught that I was taught like, okay, just like keep going, like cover it up and just like push on through. Um, so damaging. I, I have had such, I, I still menstruate and I have had much more ease, like the ease that comes from when I really do honor being in season with myself. Mm. I'll just keep saying it. It's night and day. It's so, (laughs) uh, it's such a noticeable difference. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for anyone who's listening to that, that notices a pattern of like overriding of knowing that what are those little whispers in my body? And it doesn't have to be the menstrual cycle. Our own energy can run. It's sort of how our energy runs. And for anyone who doesn't bleed, it can, you know, one way to kind of connect up with that energy is connecting up with the moon to see what if I just really take this pause around the new moon of just to regroup and reflect and kind of digest the cycle before moving forward and going you know, opening up and going outward in that spring energy. Um, what happens to notice that pattern of overriding? Of I'll just keep going. I'll just, you hear the whisper and then you keep going. <laughs> and then what happens? And that's part of, you know, this, this calendar and journal, this tool. Um, it's called the new moon calendar and journal. And it has a circular calendar with the moon cycle and then phase by phase, a little place to take notes. Oh, wow. Um, and just that's, you know, one of the practices is just practicing, you know, it's, it's self-study. It's looking at how am I working with my own energy, my own life force, my own like subtle shifts and changes and then seeing, and I saw the first year I was tracking, I saw I would get sick once a week, every lunar cycle. Wow. I would just have, I would just break down because I was overriding my own energy and I was pushing through and not honoring 
everything that the moon stands for, which is that the resting and the receptivity. Mm. Um, and so it took, ooh, I'll say, I mean, it's not overnight. It's not like this like quick fix, like instant, because it's really like realigning, um, realigning with that rhythm, with a rhythmic way of being and a cyclical way of being. Yeah. It's, it's almost like what I'm hearing, everything you're saying is it's the moon is a representation of coming back home to yourself and mm. trusting your own inner rhythm versus mm -hmm. the outer rhythm of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Which can be like, I mean, you mentioned too, it's like exponentially more overstimulating like day by day and year by year, yeah. except when we went into that deep cave of the pandemic of like halt, like Ooh. so many things that came to this full stop, um, which was another, you know, extreme is like how, how to have honor, like that cave time, mm. every cycle as a mini way to honor that so that um, we're not just speeding everything up and overstimulating to this place of like a breaking point of like, it can't go on. It, yeah. 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 It's so true. Like I, just what you're saying is it reminds me, I had um, an operation in 20, gosh, 17 um, for a kidney. I had a kidney, I was born with a kidney defect, which I didn't know until like I was like turning 30 at that point. Um, and I was like, yes, I'm healing after the operation. I feel good. Mm -hmm. Then my body shut down wow. and then I had to learn to surrender. Then I had to trust to the rhythm of my body and like calm basically that F down <laughs> mm -hmm. and had to really just listen to what my body was saying, what it needed. And it was the first time I actually understood myself better and it made me appreciate the journey as well like because I'd already done a lot of healing back in 2012 but you know again we're always running and trying to do the next big thing and I had no choice in that moment and for about two years I would say two three years like I felt like I was in limbo mode at that time but actually I was healing so much and clearing so much and mm. evolving in a different way but was more aligned with myself than ever before um and so when COVID hit a few years ago well feels like a few years ago but it was only like two years ago <laughs> and I was actually okay with the COVID because I was like I'd done it before but this time I appreciated it more because I'd experienced it whereas a lot of people hadn't experienced it and I think it just taught me to appreciate that sometimes we do need those moments of calmness and stillness and we need to just embrace that pace and not rush like the outer world says like yeah yeah yeah. And that, I mean, being able to, to pause in that way and slow things down and also acknowledge, like I had that experience for myself of like, just being like grounded, mm. so grounded in place. And then, you know, being in communication with my, my sister, who's a hospice nurse and was working at wow. a nursing facility and like, you know, had more work and more stress and not more stress, but it's just like, there was a, um, you know, I'm just having that awareness too of that contrast of the polarities of, for people who didn't get that break during the time where their yeah. work, like 
kind of revved up and kicked up and went into overdrive. Um, and then how that's playing out now of like, mm. you know, we all, need, we all need breaks. And, and, and why don't we get that? Like, what is the machine that's driving, that's driving us as a whole collective humanity, the machine that's like, no break, no break, keep going, keep going, no break, no break until you break. You yeah. That's like, <laughs> Oi. yeah. How can we, you know, trust that turn... cycle? Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, what is that treadmill? And I think it's all so much is coming to just so much is coming to a head of like, how do we continue life on earth? Like, how? Mm. And for me, part of it's like, okay, it's a slow process, but when we can live with cycles and be more cyclical in our lives and, and spread that out in ripples the cycle includes downtime mm-hmm. and, you know, how might employers on a larger scale look at that as like, oh, wait, downtime, okay, <laughs> can quote unquote be productive because it actually helps people to like rejuvenate and re get refreshed yeah. and investing in that rest, like investing it in the way of like, okay, our only role isn't just to be productive. Although it seems like that's the message. Mm. We're only valuable when we're productive. Um, And yeah, that's, it's really damaging. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And to expect that of ourselves. And, you know, I'll say like astrologically, I'm a Capricorn sun. Mm. And so my idea of rest or doing nothing still (laughs) still doing a lot of things because yeah I feel like there's a part of me that really just is programmed into like it feels good to accomplish things it feels good to have like things to do and and to create them and bring them into the world and like it's really satisfying Mm. Um, but not at the expense of health and well-being and um you know, and any of that. So for me, the, the before and after was like, I need to honor what the moon, the moon's wisdom. Mm. And, you know, I would rather like work on projects all night long and like come up with, you know, all the creative ideas and build new websites and, and just make things like constant, constant, um, but that did get to a point where my health started breaking down and I noticed when I wasn't taking care of myself, mm. my youngest child, who's very sensitive before they could even talk. Like if wow. I had stayed up too late or was just, you know, overworking myself. Um, yeah. Cause when they were born, I was working like three jobs. What? So, and, and I was like, and I just underestimating how long what it required of me to do those things. I was like, no big deal, whatever, you know, a little bit of the martyr thing. Like I can do whatever I'm, I'm superhuman. I can do this. (laughs) Well, well, no, the answer is actually no. And um, my youngest child would, if I wouldn't take care of myself just one day, the next day they'd get a cough and then it would go into like actual full-blown pneumonia. (gasps) And I just had to stop. Like at that point, I was like, I cannot function. I'm so beside myself and, you know, scared for my child. And 
they were still in preschool at the time. They were so sensitive to me and how I was my own energy that that's around the time when I created the calendar for the moon and started really shifting my attention to the focus on this work. It's like, this is not sustainable. And if I have a child who's like my own, what is it? Canary in the coal mine. I don't know if that's a good analogy (laughs) at all, but just my barometer or my like meter of, um, of a mirror, right? It's a mirror. And it's, it was being reflected back to me of this, this is not sustainable. You can't keep doing this. Yeah. And also they they were in tune with the lunar cycle because they could sense it. Like it's it's like, Hey, it's time for you to chill out. It's time to, you know, it sounds like they were really in tune with their inner wisdom and Mm -hmm. probably wasn't, weren't able to express it the way they would like, but it was coming out Mm -hmm. through pneumonia or something it it makes sense definitely yeah wow that's so fascinating yeah I know it's 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 been quite a journey it really and it continues to be um it continues to be and it really never gets old you know I think that the lessons in the wisdom of the moon once you're really in relationship I mean, really with anything in nature, like I said, there's so many entry points of even like trees will show us this same expression of what is it like to, um, to have that outward expression and go into spring and to, to grow new leaves and to blossom and, and open up. And then what is it to begin to let go and to wane and to, um, go into that fall season and, you know, there's one of my favorite trees. I'm in Northern California and one of the, the native trees is the California buckeye, which I love because the expression, the cycles that it goes through have such a distinct expression. And in the winter, the tree looks dead. It's just (laughs) silvery bark. There is no life. It's just like, I'm done. I'm out. Like, And then comes back to life in such a spectacular way with these blossoms that are so intoxicatingly fragrant and like just each stage is so marked and clear Mm. Um, that even before connecting with the moon, I would, I often lived by a Buckeye tree and would watch seasonally, oh, the Buckeye's doing this. Oh, the Buckeye's doing this and kind of mark time. And all of us can do this mark time by the expression of the plants in our environment. Do you know, that's so fascinating you're saying that because um, I have quite a lot of plants um, where, where I am. And um, one of my plants in inside um, has looked kind of like ill or dead for like mm. probably like six months. And I just kept feeding it water. I'm like, something, should I, should I dump it? Should I not dump it? And like, I was in two minds about it. And then today I saw a fresh pair of leaves and I was like, oh, it was in its cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, and it's interesting you said that because it makes sense. Like plants have a cycle. Plants have that season where they're, you know, shining bright and then suddenly they cleanse or they, mm. they, they go into their cocoon and then come out again. And yeah. And that's exactly right of that going into the cocoon of what might that look like. And so part of it is, is planning ahead of how can I offer myself that time of cocoon 
And working with the lunar cycle offers a way to kind of see at what point, you know, when we track our own patterns to see where could I benefit from that the most. And just like every plant, I mean, there are evergreens that don't lose their leaves. So true. That's cool. It's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily aspiring to that, but like, that's amazing. Um, But also to see like, you know, some harvests like the pomegranates Mm. um, in my neighborhood, there's several trees is like their harvest is coming up. And so some things that get harvested later, like in October, November. Um, and then other, other plants like sweet peas or, um, you know, sugar snap peas or something that gets harvested early on in spring, everything has its own harvest cycle. Um, and so that's another cycle that I work with. And I'm actually hoping I've been wanting to open this program for like almost five years. And I think sometimes some things just really take their time and are like, yeah need their time to develop. Um, and that's living our own harvest cycle. Ooh. Right. And love it. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that it's the same for everybody. And yet it's a pattern and it's a cycle that we're working with anyway, whether or not we're intentional about it. And sometimes, you know, myself included, like most of the stuff I didn't know or live like 10 years ago was just really like reaching and looking and seeking. Like there has to be another model, another way to, to be and live. And so having working with a harvest cycle as a reference point to see, to not like force or push things before they're ready And sometimes, yes, we have to do things before we're ready because like, I mean, like with kids, like I would have never been so-called ready to have a child. So if I waited till I was ready, I wouldn't have kids because I was like, what am I getting into? And if I knew what I was getting into, would I actually like still go for it? (laughs) Um, So yes, sometimes like it might help, you know, to just, even with producing the calendar of like, I didn't quite know all of what that involved. And so I, I, I needed to do it before I was totally ready to know and then learn along the way. Mm. There's, they're always still going to be learning. Um, but yeah, wow. living, living wow. a cycle and yeah. It's powerful. It, I, I, it's, it needs to be, it needs to be best. <laughs> I know. It need, I, I was almost ready in spring and then um, yeah, other things came up where I was like, I was grateful for the time and the space and what it has actually allowed me to be present with my kids as they, you know, just thinking that my youngest was in preschool when all of this started, this work with the moon and they were born on a full moon. And so they're definitely like my moon child. They're so, they pick up, they pick up on a lot of the cosmic airwaves Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of it, this work really landed because of, of, um, after, after they were born is like when a lot of things just started, <laughs> they were going in one direction, one direct <laughs> trajectory and was like, nope, whoops, you turn and go the back roads and get lost in the woods. And 
yeah, all of that. Um, yeah, to now they're about ready to go to middle school and are, wow. you know, in a whole different, and that's part of, right, being present, for mm-hmm. me at least, being present as a parent to see the things that my kids need at different stages and phases of their life. That is also constantly changing. And so how is it to keep up to, just even to keep up to date or up to speed with like, with how dynamic the changes are. And if I'm like still in the past, a year is like, I'm not meeting those needs in the moment or the the person in the moment um, because of the, because of change being constant change is so being constant. Um, there's a beautiful Rumi quote. Let me see if I can find it. But it really is about like, just like the moon, we go through phases. And so to know me is to like meet me in this moment. Mm. Wow, that's so true. And there's another, yeah, there's a beautiful children's book as well about the moon that really is like <laughs> how it was like the sun is like courting the moon and, and the moon is like, okay, <laughs> if you make me a beautiful dress um, that, you know, fits me perfectly, then I will travel with you always in the sky. Wow. And so the moon would make this dress for like the full moon. And then the, and the moon would show up as like a sliver of this crescent and was like, no, that dress doesn't fit me. You know, this, the name of the story is why the moon is free. And it's in a book that's produced in, it's in Spanish and English. So, ¿Por qué la luna es libre? Like, why is the moon free? She's always changing. And so the moon, the sun could never like pin her down into one shape or one expression. Wow. Um, It's a, it's, I love kids. I mean, yeah. Children's books, I feel like they, um, they say the things in, in ways where it's like, it's so deep and it can just be even communicated through pictures. Mm. Yeah, gosh, that's amazing. And it, I'm just going to say regarding the harvest, mm. harvest is whenever it, it's meant to be, just like you're mm. saying. So your harvest is when it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, that's quite, right. it's yeah. cool. Like we, like we assume harvest is in like, like is it kind of like autumn, just before autumn, isn't it? The harvest season Mm -hmm. I think it is but actually we can harvest whenever our souls need to harvest there's no set timing yeah gosh that is yeah so fascinating and and having the language for that and that's what you know and as I continue to learn and, and have this framework evolve for facilitating in a way that is lunar that has the language of cycles and and works with the language of the harvest so we can understand like, oh, I'm in a harvesting time or, oh, I'm actually in that. When you were describing the um, post-operation of like having like, oh, I'm actually in that stillness cave, like not out in the world time. Um, And then noticing too, when we are out in the world as honoring that phase and saying, wow, okay, this is the, the, the phase that I'm in and it's not always going to be this way. So um, honoring it for what it is. And then it's almost like, I'd say another before and after for me is like how to navigate transitions. 
Mm. And that I realize a lot of the, the timing and getting my kids late to school and all of that was like from being asleep to waking up to like getting going and leaving the house, there's a lot of transitions that happen. And especially for kids, like they do need a lot of support in transitioning and not being for like any of that we all and so even as adults how do we transition from one thing to the next and how do we honor those transitions from one one stage or phase to the next um and I feel like a lot of that is is lost in like western however we want to describe capitalists, like, <laughs> like the whole, the whole paradigm of being separate from nature or not seeing ourselves yeah. as a part of nature or needing the same kinds of things of like honoring transitions into fall. And, and so, yeah, there is a, a kind of a remembering and the moon really does in what it both symbolizes and, and can teach us a lot of it does have to do with remembering Mm. something you said earlier about coming home the moon is that more home like container place to be to recharge and have like intimate connections and things that aren't in the spotlight or out in the world or you know it's a more private space Mm. and so yeah all of those um even just connection to, to childhood wonder and to memories and to ans- like ancestral memories as well. And a re a reconnection because all people all like the moon has always been a timekeeper and still is. There are many calendars that are lunar calendars or solely lunar calendars. Um, and it really is just the Gregorian calendar that was like, the moon is too complicated. It's like throwing things off. It's making things difficult. I mean, do you hear the language I'm using? It's like, it's making things difficult by not conforming. Um, (laughs) We need to come up with another way where things are nice and tidy and organized (laughs) and predictable, right? Predictable, repeatable. If we just go with the moon, it's going to just like really mess things up. Um, Which, I mean, it's understandable because the moon has its own like sometimes there's 12 moons in a year sometimes there's 13 moons in a year Mm. sometimes there's 29 days in a cycle sometimes there's 30 days in a cycle because it's 29.5 yeah and this was all figured out I know this is starting now in a whole I feel myself like oh getting like revved up to a whole another direction of this but (laughs) I will say like this was all figured out I'm reading a brilliant book called the human cosmos Mm. um and it really it's even helping for me to see my being so drawn to the moon and to calendars and to time and this kind of reconnection and what does it mean to align with lunar time and you know lunar time like running parallel yes we have a Gregorian calendar and it's linear and it's predictable and it's nice and tidy and that can help with certain activities Um, it's not like, it's just that it's running parallel and it's parallel to this weaving of the moon and the lunar cycle. Um, so anyway, all of this was all, 
all figured out in like Babylonian times, like early, like all of so much wisdom, like, and so many from so many places all over the world of like, this wisdom has been present and, and known. And it's just that for many of us that has been like ruptured or there isn't a connection back to our own place in the cosmos and our connection to these cycles. Um, but this was all being worked out. And I think the Greek, like the Greeks kind of took credit for all of it, but it went way back. They were referring to like the cuneiform tablets of Babylonian times where they had worked <laughs> out all the planetary stuff. They were like, had their own computation, wow. um, all of that going. And so, um, gosh, it's, <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. It's really fascinating, and it, but it makes sense. All of it makes sense, and it, again, it, yeah, it's that whole coming back home to them, like to yourself. And mm-hmm. oh, I did want to ask that question before I forget. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. What are your five top tips for someone who wants to understand their lunar cycle, but they don't really kind of know where to start? Yeah, I. I mean, I will often like my way of starting is like go deep. <laughs> There's maybe more surface level to start with, you know. I would say the starting place is noticing, like, can I notice the moon throughout the whole cycle at different times and check in with myself? So just like with our breath, you know, if you have a meditation practice or just even knowing the importance of the awareness of the breath in a similar way, can I notice my breath throughout the day? Am I holding my breath? Am I breathing shallow? Um, That practice of noticing the breath that practice of noticing the moon can bring us into that presence that you, you know, that you keep referring to and referencing. Um, And so I would say my way of going deep, then one of the tips is like, can you follow a lunar cycle every phase and entire, entire cycle. And this kind of has these two threads for me is one is um, I know this, uh, this, when I, lose track of the moon. I also lose track of myself. Mm. And so staying connected to the moon helps me to stay connected with myself. Mm. Um, so, and then another tip is just asking these two simple questions is just even asking the question of where is the moon right now? And how do I kind of reference, like access that And yes, there's like apps and there's the farmer's almanac and there's ways to kind of like look up the numbers in the table, but can I like find a way of embodying the lunar cycle where I can feel like, where is the moon right now? Is the moon growing and waxing and building? Did it just start out in the fresh new lunar cycle or is it about to end? And then along with that question of where am I right now in my own cycles, just as a way of locating, you know, a way of locating, um, where am I? Am I needing to go inward right now? Or am I actually, do I really need to go out and connect and have more of that outward spiraling inward, spiraling outward? Where am I right now? And then where's the moon right now opening up and waxing or beginning to release and wane? Um, so that's kind of like grouped together following the moon for a cycle. And I actually have a, um, it's called the lunar cycle quest where I recorded a short 
audio. It's all, it's, it's like a meditation, but it's more like the communication of this lunar wisdom of all the things that I have learned from the moon um, that I put into little audios. And so there's one for each day of the lunar cycle. Mm. And so listening in to see what, what might this phase have to, to teach me. Um, and so that's kind of this tracking. And then, you know, if you do work with a circular calendar, however, you know, with journaling of just keeping, keeping a record to see your own patterns of energy and seeing like, I mean, it's almost like collecting data on ourselves and some of the basics of, I just track how many hours of sleep um, did I have? What was the tone of my day? Um, did I do certain practices and kind of like, what is my appetite um, and noticing how that changes too, and kind of how these different things affect each other. Um, yeah. And noticing like, what are all the ways, like the, the tips just for like, I would say that's the main thing is what is, um, what are some of the steps to take to develop this relationship or deepen this relationship? Um, and a lot of people that I talk to that even, you know, have worked with the moon still are, it's like, there's such a mystery that's still there. <laughs> what are the inner workings of the moon? Like, I want to connect with the moon. How do I even like, where do I start? And I think with anything, you can start where you are in kind of getting into that stream and that flow and knowing that it's just like I said, that it's running parallel to this more linear time. And so it's almost like stepping onto another track that's more, it's rhythmic and cyclical and making those shifts and allowing the time that it needs to take for those shifts. Um, yeah. And other things like that I mentioned that we've, we've talked about is even picking a plant, you know, picking something that goes through cycles and just noticing and honoring those cycles. We can honor those cycles outside of ourselves as a way of helping us to honor the cycles within ourselves. Oh, powerful. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I have not been counting. I'm like, I wish here's my bullet points, top five, but that's, <laughs> I mean, for me, the, that kind of covers um, I'm sure I think of five more when we get off the the call, but that's, um, yeah, I think I, I'll say one more thing is just even just creating your own um, practices and that you could call it a ritual or it can just be like um, one small thing I used to do when my kids were younger, I'd check out a lot of books at the library and like I said, my life was in chaos. And so I was like, where's all the books? Like, oh no, are they due yet? Are they overdue? Oh my gosh. Like that's the kind of chaos I'm talking about, especially when we're, when you have a lot of things you're trying to keep track of in life. Mm. My library books can really just throw this curveball. <laughs> so looking and seeing whether it's in your business or in your personal life, um, what are the things I can make more rhythmic? When there's rhythm, then there's everything just can settle. And so with the library books, I said, okay, I'm going to check out the library books around the new moon in the beginning of the cycle. And then once I know, we'll read them. 
And then by the end of the cycle, whether or not we've read all of them or not, I'll return them at the end of the cycle in that waiting time. Mm. And so when that could become more rhythmic, there was one less thing that in my mind would just like, oh no, did I forget this? Oh no, is it late? Am I going to get a fee? Right. Any of those things. So that would be my, another sort of like next level is to kind of do inventory in your life of what are the things that you can make more rhythmic. Mm. That's really powerful. Yeah. Thank you, April, for just sharing your light and just doing the amazing work that you do and just trusting the wisdom from within and listening to the lunar cycle. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for this conversation. It really has been joyful. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually blown away by this episode about how powerful the moon and our cycles actually are and how everything is linked and the power of just really taking time out and listening from within. It's so important to trust in your intuition and trust in your cycles. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Sometimes like the moon, you have to go through phases whether you like it or not. That's a quote by Marie Troupier. Take care, my sisters. Bye. For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at gerdshandel.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, Stay lit. Lit.